the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue. Here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Holy cow, I am still catching my breath from the end of that one. 11 innings. The Brewers win 6-5. to five. They're 13-5 and five on the season. And they have guaranteed a winning road trip. Their sixth win of this 10-game stretch. They go for the sweep against the Mariners tomorrow to go 7-3 and three on this trip before the off day that is very well-earned coming up on Thursday. Thank you so much. You're staying up late with us if you're hanging out with us, or you can always listen in the podcast feed after the fact. Brewers All Access is the feed to subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Please be joined, as always, by Jeff Cirillo, Jeff, I mean, there are so many, so many little nuances to this game. And I look at the performances of both bullpens, for that matter. Uh, I look at Matt Bush bouncing back. I look at Colin Ray, despite one bad inning, pitched solid. Uh, Willie Adamas had a great day. Yelich had a great day. I mean, so many little things added up to a just grind it out. Six to five, 11 in a game. These are marathon games, and... I mean, who do you want to praise first at this one? I mean, because you can't go wrong with any answer. Well, you know, the first inning kind of set the tone, right? I mean, the first three batters in the game, I think, were six or seven pitches bats. I think Gilbert was in, like, almost into the 30s when the, in his first out. So it was almost from, from Yelich in his first bat, and obviously was rewarded with a long at bat with a home run to start the game. But just for the, setting the tone in the first thing is like, hey, this is going to be a long drag-out game, and we're going to fight you to the end. That's exactly what the Brewers did. I mean, you can see why their record is so good. Not only the defense, the offense, putting the ball in play with two strikes, right? Adamas, you know, Carlos Lee said it best when I played with him. He's a tremendous RBI guy. He's like, all I try to do is just get jammed, and that's exactly what he did, and he puts that run across. There's a lot of guys to, to highlight in this one. Yeah, he did just enough. I mean, oh, by the way, Willie did have a homer to tie the game in the sixth inning. The only reason the game went to extras, by the way. Uh, the We'll get word live from Craig Council a little bit later on, or at least hear the uh, audio from him a little bit later on in the show. But reaction right now from the uh, Brewers Clubhouse, from the, the guys on the ground, is that it is a right shoulder issue for Garrett Mitchell. I imagine we'll know more in a few days. Uh, this, I mean, for Garrett for be a gamer and trying to get that sack fly in the uh, bottom of the tenth inning by Ty France, but clearly it's the it's the shoulder issue for him, uh, and this is could be a, a big loss not just with the wheels but somebody that was you know really starting to try to figure out what was going to start working for him. He was having a solid road trip. This could be a big loss for the Brewers despite the win today. Huge loss. I mean, center field is such a hard position to fill in the major leagues to have a guy. I mean. You know, I mean, it's one of those ones. It looked like it was when he was stretching. It looks like he sublexed his shoulder, and basically, when I mean when I say sublex, it's almost like it, it almost it doesn't go in and out of socket, but you stretch it out to a point, and then just to come back in the next inning to make that throw. And I'm sure that Craig Council and the training staff are basically not not happy with themselves that they let the gamer because he played it off so well, and then obviously the throw that came in induced the injury, and hopefully it's not too long. Yeah, and if for folks who want to get ahead of themselves here and ask, oh, hey, does that mean Sal Freelich gets the call-up? 
I, I don't know because, remember, Sal is not on the 40-man roster, so there, there would need to be a corresponding move for him to be placed on the 40-man, given they just claimed J.B. Bukowskis off of waivers from these Mariners uh, today as well. So a 40-man outfielder that's already on the roster, on the 40-man, is Blake Perkins, who's a name that obviously not a lot of folks are super familiar with. But Blake's off to a solid start in AAA. He previously spent time in the Nationals, Royals, and Yankees organizations. If they need to make a, a move, I imagine it would be Perkins. I wouldn't be mad if it's Sal Freelich, but that's just kind of the business of baseball of how it goes. Uh, while we got you here, Jeff, I do want to talk about the great work by the 8th and ninth inning guys setting the stage for Bryce Wilson in the 10th and 11th inning. How huge was that for Matt Bush to get that sort of a bounce back after the uh, the home run he allowed to Julio uh, the other night and for Bush to do it against the meat of the order, Suarez, Raleigh, and Hernandez? Yeah, I think we talked about it earlier, right, where you set up your, your bullpen and just kind of it seems to me that, that Council is definitely comfortable having Bush pitch the eighth and Williams obviously pitch the ninth. It doesn't matter where that lineup falls at that point because, you know, it's in the major leagues, it's hard to, con- you don't want to control what you can control and having that eighth, eighth inning to lock that down and, and give, give credit. I mean, all night to Caratini. I think it goes unsung here. Just the game calling that he was calling. I mean, these guys are sitting on breakable and he's locking them up with fastballs. It's off, it's on, it's up, it's down, it's side to side. And obviously, you got to have stuff and the ability to locate. But, I mean, the the clinic that, that Caratini and Williams and Bush put on in those innings was just remarkable. Fantastic stuff from, from the bullpen overall. Vince, I know you're on the line. Hang with us. We're going to take a quick breather here. We'll get to your phone call here in just a second. 855-616-1620, the Old National Bank talk and text line, Old National Bank get old. Brewers win an 11, 6-5. We'll take our first breather, come back with Vince and more right here on Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back. This is Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank. Brewers win an 11, 6-5 the final today with the local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. All right, Vince, you waited through the phone lines there with us, going to the WTMJ hotline. Vince in Sussex joining us on Brewers Extra Inning. What's on your mind, Vince? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. I'll stay up till. All hours of the night for a win. What about you? Amen. So, um, what I've seen on this team so far is that they're gritty and they play with determination and guts. What concerns me is it seems like we're losing a player a day. <laughs> and that's that's weird. And yeah. they keep players, man. And oh, yeah. our bullpen is just gutsy. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I agree, especially on the bullpen point there, Vince. Thanks for the call. I, when it comes to the dropping like flies, I mean, Jeff, I mean, I'm sure you can remember teams like this where it just feels like you're snake bitten with injuries. The good news is, it sounds like we got an update today with Corbin. Is that he's not expected to miss his next start. I, I think he's going to be a okay. He will be slated to go on Sunday, as things stand right now. So uh, he came into the ballpark today feeling normal soreness. So I think that's good news. But I mean, this is just one of those things. It's like. Man, <laughs> what do we got to do to stay healthy? Well, I mean, it, when you when you start a major league season, when you go to spring training, 
the depth, just just the way that the season works. I remember back in the day when I played, it didn't seem like there was so many injuries, but you know, to make it through a whole season, I mean, you you need about 60, 65 players uh, throughout the whole season. Hopefully, not that many. That seems like probably a little bit high, but um, in today's game, these guys, you know, they're just bigger, stronger, faster. But unfortunately, sometimes you know, you make a wrong, wrong move, and you can pull something. Todd Rosiak from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel is reporting that it's looking like a shoulder subluxation for Garrett Mitchell. Suffered on the slide into third base in the 10th inning, just like you said, Jeff. No idea yet on the severity. He will travel back to Milwaukee with the team tomorrow. Mitchell is getting treatment currently, so he won't get word from Garrett until the morning. So, uh, first of all, have you ever gone through something like this? And from what I understand about this injury, a a shoulder subluxation is something that it, it kind of lingers if you don't get it nipped in the bud as soon as you can. Yeah, you know, I had it once in 2003, and I did it from late weightlifting, you know, just kind of just bringing the bar too far down. And, it, and it's an interesting, it does linger. Uh, there is obviously anti-inflammatories that you can take it. The only thing that, that is a concern is, is, is it, it's his right, right throwing arm, and that's kind of the lead arm when you swing the bat. So it's something to definitely look out for. And furthermore, it's his throwing arm. So, I mean, there's another thing for Garrett to keep an eye on. Uh, we talked about the roster decision, what that would loom. Probably be Blake Perkins would be the natural fill-in there to be that fourth outfielder on the bench. Uh, we haven't got an update on Tyrone Taylor in a while, but we'll have to get that from council either tomorrow or on Friday. Um, but just thinking out loud here, it would be awesome if Sal Freelick was coming up and making his big league debut against the team he grew up watching, uh, the, the Boston Red Sox, you know, right down the road from him. So that would be sweet. Um, but let's let's talk more about this game at hand tonight. I thought the the offensive approach early against Logan Gilbert, they clearly had a plan of waiting him out that first time through and then starting attacking the second time through, but... That was what Logan Gilbert exactly wanted. He started attacking right back. So what did you see kind of flipping the two sides of the coin of being patient the first time through the order, and then suddenly every at-bat seemed like it ended in three pitches or less the second time through against Gilbert? Well, it's kind of like a boxing match, right? First couple rounds, kind of shadow boxing. And you're taking the pitches and, and getting comfortable. And they'd work him into the counts. And, and maybe someone was very smart. I don't know if it was Tim and someone's like, look, this guy's going to try and manage his pitch count, right? He was 30 pitches into the first inning, and I don't know how I didn't really keep track of his pitches, but I do know that throwing 30 in the first is, you know, that's two full seasons, I mean, two full innings. So he's going to try and attack hitters early to get early outs and early swings. I thought the uh, Brewers had a good good play, game plan going through that second time. And it, it really did. I mean, also, I mean, the splitter, he finally found it on a tough, cold night. For him to be throwing a splitter like that, and the slider was just so odd. Jeff said it on the air that it's so odd to see a you know a slider thrown harder that much harder than a splitter. I mean, it was an upper 80s, 90 mile an hour slider, and the splitter like 85, 86 miles an hour. And for his length and his height, he does not look like a very fun at bat. No, I mean he's definitely got a lot of length to him, and he and he really gets out over over the ball. So so I mean he's got great extension. And he's got great life through his fastball. He's never had a great slider, so they're trying to come up with that third pitch so he doesn't have to rely just on the fastball. At times, his slider's good, but you know, that's definitely a better weapon for him than split-finger pitch. And then on the other side, Colin Ray. I mean, having to make his second start now in the big leagues. And aside from that third inning, I thought he pitched very, very well. And really, 
the the hit by pitch to Eugenio Suarez, it's what seemed like it got him off kilter because then he started allowing two strike hits. Getting barrel on the ball with two strikes is never a good sign. I mean, you you take out the third, like I said, I thought it was a okay of exactly what the Brewers needed out of Colin Ray tonight. Yeah, I think the O two O two pitch uh, that he hit Suarez with was definitely definitely rattling. What what happened was in that third inning, obviously it was second time through the order. Uh, his breaking ball didn't look quite as sharp as the first time, first first couple innings. And the other thing was his his bread and butter pitches, his sinker in on righty, especially late. He he wasn't getting that one for a strike, so it kind of snowballed him from there. Yeah, it definitely snowballed. But for him to recover the way he did in the fourth inning, thirteen pitches, five pitches in the fifth, and then they turned things over to the bullpen from there on, who performed absolutely admirably tonight. Milner, Pyomps, Bush, Williams, and then Wilson to close this one out for a Brewers 6-5 to win in 11 innings. We're going to talk difference-making moments coming up next. We'll hear from Craig Council. We'll get some highlights a little bit later on in the show. We're with you until just after the top of the hour tonight, right here on your home of the Brewers, 620 WTMJ. What a win for the Brew Crew tonight. 11 innings. They've guaranteed a winning road trip. Six to five, the final, despite only having six hits. But it's not about how many; it's about how hard and sometimes just when they were. And Willie Adamas had a couple of hits, including a homer, an opposite field shot. Even Christian Yelich, we haven't even mentioned his name yet, with a leadoff shot tonight. He had three hits as well. Uh, I said this earlier in the postgame shows uh, previously. You know, when he was struggling on that homestand, if you're going to watch every single pitch to Christian Yelich, you're going to drive yourself crazy. When you see line scores like this from Yelly, and you see three for five, a couple of opposite field hits, including a home run, these are the kind of games that maybe like, okay, you know, put a little bookmark on it. Let's circle back in a week and see what he does after this sort of game because. A confident game and a confident Christian Yelich at the top of the order, I know, is still in there for him. Yeah, I mean, and, and when you get up to, when you take a, especially an all-star pitcher like that, and you take him deep to the opposite field on a cold night, he worked the counts, you're just still comfortable at the plate. That was a great bounce back from a, kind of an off about off night last night. Uh, he, he swung the bat well, even his last at bat, you know, he, he pulled that ball down there, he did his job, he got the guy over to third base, and I mean, swung the bat well tonight. And let's talk about a guy that maybe necessarily, you know, didn't swing the bat well tonight, Brian Anderson. He went 0 for 5. But the throw he made, the throw from right field there in the 11th inning, I mean, he has a reputation of having an amazing arm. He threw that ball 102 miles an hour. Stackhouse had it at 102 from right field. They did not even bother trying to advance there. Man, the reputation precedes him, obviously. What an amazing moment. What a throw. Hey, just because you don't have it with the bat doesn't mean you can't have it with the glove. And that was a perfect case of Brian Anderson saying, I'm here to be a ball player. I'm a professional. Doesn't matter what I'm doing offensively. I can still make an impact on defense. Boy, that was an amazing throw. And he, and he likes to show off his arm, too, at third base. I see it, you know, from one third baseman to another. When you see that ball, it's just like a little stream of milk, especially on the TV when you don't really see the ball coming through. That is a special arm. I mean, look, I mean, here's a guy who might be pressed into playing center field. I mean, with Weimer's struggles at the plate, especially against breaking balls, against right-handers, I mean, they kind of got a little bit of a book on them. And it's it's one of those ones where you can't really, you know, throw a guy to the Lions, right, if he, if he's not making contact. So center field is definitely going to be a question mark going forward and something different we're going to have to address. 
It is going to be interesting. What do they do? Do they bring up Perkins? Do they, when Tyrone Taylor returns, does he obviously slide in the center? How long will Mitchell be out? All of this will be determined over the weekend, I imagine, after Mitchell sees the team doctors. It's time now, though, for our difference-making moment of the game, brought to you by NX Wealth Management. NX Wealth Management is difference, not driven by commissioned sales and not pushing financial products you may not actually need. For elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need, contact NX Wealth Management. Know the difference at NXWealth.com. Jeff, you get the first pick on this one tonight. Well, I was going to go with the first inning and just putting 30 pitches on Logan Gilbert, really making work in that first inning. But actually, I'm going to go to the, the eighth inning and just the way Victor, uh, the way Caratini, Bush, and Williams handled handled the, the eight, nine inning. It was just masterful. It was just fun to watch. And that was great stuff. I mean, all six outs in the eighth and ninth innings were via strikeout. Bush, all three of his Ks were on fastballs. Two of the three Ks for Williams were on changeups. He also had the benefit of that. Most of the Mariners lineup had never seen Devin Williams before, which certainly helped. Uh, for my difference-making moment of the game, there, there are so many to choose from, but I'm actually going to pick a play that maybe folks might have forgotten about or maybe didn't quite notice in the moment. But when you look at the sixth inning, right, the Brewers just tied things up. 4-4 to four after the Willie Homer. But Hobie Milner comes in to face the lefties, right? He faces Jared Kelnick, and he walks him. Lead-off walks are the bane of everyone's existence. But then the pinch hitter, Cooper Hummel, who's there to hit from the right side against the lefty, grounds into a 5-4-3 double play. That was the moment for me that said, okay, there is nothing shaky about this Brewers bullpen. In fact, the Brewers bullpen only allowed two hits in this one. One of them was an infield hit by Eugenio Suarez on a diving attempt by Brasso. The other was Raleigh single the other way into left field that didn't score a run. The Brewers bullpen was strong today, as we know, but just simply not allowing contact and setting the tone. I thought Hobie Milner getting that double play was a perfect example of that. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's a luxury to have. I mean, managing with Craig Counts right now, just being, it, it really, you feel definitely comfortable whoever he calls upon down there. It's a nice blessing to have, and a lot of major league teams would love to have a couple of the guys that are just being stashed down at the bullpen for the Brewers. And, and furthermore, are we kind of taking this defense for granted right now? I mean, they are making, Bryce Trang made a couple plays, like on that little bloop in the seventh, uh, the a couple of balls that he charged on. Willie made a couple of good plays. I, I think we're kind of taking this defense for granted right now because it is leading baseball and all of the advanced metrics as far as how good a defense can be. Yeah, I mean, I, really the only play, the other difference could have been was uh, Manny Acton not bringing home Kelnick because he was flying around the bases. And you know he wants to beat the Brewers, right, being a, a local kid. I thought that the, the, the quick hold-up on sign, holding up Kelnick on that, on that little bloop single to left field that Yelich had trouble getting out of his glove and kind of rolled up under him, I thought that was a pretty quick quick hold sign there. Yeah, yeah, and then he had to throw from his knees, and he threw a strike to the plate. Kudos to Yelly on that play. Brewers win in 11, 6-5. to five. Man, what a freaking win. Real, real good stuff as always. We're going to catch up with you tomorrow night, and, well, not tomorrow, I should say, because it's a day game, so no post game for us. But you'll be watching, I know, and should be another good one with a pair of southpaws on the mound. Oh, yeah. you got Marco Gonzalez, right? Not a hard thrower at all. Um, it's going to be a tough tough peak because I think the Brewers have a lot of momentum. They know they're going home. They know they got a day off. They're having a great, great road trip against three very quality teams. 
Uh, and I look for Lauer to pitch a good game. I, I think the Brewers are going to come up on top again tomorrow. Yeah, I'd, I'd love that. Well, we'll have to talk about it uh, coming up next week because I know you're off for the weekend. We'll be talking to you again on Monday. Craig Kashan will be joining us for the Red Sox series. But uh, always appreciate your insights, Rillo, and uh, looking forward to, to seeing another game up in your neck of the woods up there in Seattle. Good stuff, Don. This stuff is easy to talk about when they're winning. <laughs> yeah, just buckle up, man. These aren't the games we're paid for. We're paid for the 10 nothing blowouts that are certainly no fun to talk about. Thanks as always, my friend. All right. Take care. All right. We're going to continue on. We're going to hear from Council. We're going to hear highlights in just a little bit as well. We're with you till just past 1 a.m. local. Or, of course, if you're listening on the podcast, you got nothing to worry about. Brewers All Access, Brewers Extra Innings rolls on after this. What a win, what a win, what a win. We're going to say that over and over and over tonight. I'm Dom Catronio, or thanks as always to Jeff Cirillo. It's time now for Who's Hot and Who's Cold, brought to you by Cider Heating and Cooling. Trust in your family's comfort at home with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Cider's highly trained technicians provide a one-stop shop for all home and business comfort needs, including an emergency service line that's always live. Get peace of mind by scheduling maintenance today with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Cider, that's S-E-I-D-E-R dot com. Who's hot is this Brewers bullpen? Another six innings without an earned run allowed, because remember, the placed runner in extra innings does not count as an earned run if it scores. Uh, great stuff. Hobie Milner, an inning and a third. Yoel Piamps got two outs on two pitches. Matt Bush strikes out the side. Devin Williams allowed a walk, but also had three outs via K. Then Bryce Wilson there in the 10th and 11th innings. His first time ever pitching in these rules, because he was a starter in his whole career prior to this year. To have him perform in that way, only allowing a couple of hits, great stuff from him today. The, the bullpen is absolutely white hot right now. And I think I picked this yesterday, but Colton Wong's ice cold. Uh, Colton Wong, it, it's just, I feel for him. I, I hate watching guys struggle, especially guys that you know are, you know, just toiling and just having a hard time with it because he's a guy that clubhouse loves him, media loves him, coaches love him, fans loved him. He's a guy that I'm always going to root for, but it's just tough to see him have the game like he had tonight then eventually get lifted for. I mean, he pops out on a 2-0 pitch. He strikes out in his other three plate appearances, uh, and then he was lifted for another lefty in J.P. Crawford for the uh, bottom of the 11th inning, and Crawford ended up drawing a walk. So, And even and Wong had history against Wilson. He was 6 for 12 in his career against Wilson, and they didn't even get the opportunity. So uh, it, it's, it's one of those things where you, you are happy about the Brewers being right, but you're still kind of disappointed that it has to happen to such a good guy in Colton Wong. So that's my who's hot and who's cold here tonight. Get to a few more of your texts. Get to a few more uh, questions to Craig Council in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is a gut check win tonight. I want to get to a few texts here on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. Josh texting in. Phew, that turned out to be an eventful game. It's difficult not to grimace as injuries mount, no matter how minor. I know you'll find a way to reel us back in with your perspective. I'm doing my best here, man. There's a lot of injuries happening, but the good news is is that Corbin Burns sounds like he's going to make his start as scheduled. Very minor. He reiterated that to the media today. Look, we know Woodruff's out for a few months. We don't know yet about Garrett Mitchell. But how it, I mean, the perspective of this is, how about the fact that of how many guys have been stepping up? I mean, even the beginning of the year was injuries. Urias and Tyrone Taylor not being available at the start of the year, and the rookies coming in to step up. 
This is the ebbs and flow of a season, right? Injuries are going to happen. Mike in Colorado, despite 15 strikeouts, it was a total team effort and a scrappy way to win this game. Pitching and the bullpen came through once again. I agree entirely. You can live with the strikeouts when you get the win. I think it was one of those days, look, Logan Gilbert is going to be an elite pitcher very, very soon, if he isn't already, so... Very tough once he got things going in the right direction for him. Uh, And then another text from Doug. Very interested in tomorrow's game. Been facing all righties. Tomorrow, finally a lefty. If they can start hitting lefties, really watch out for this team. That's a fair critique uh, for this one. Probably going to see a right-handed heavy lineup. Probably going to see Luke Voigt, Mike Brasso in there. So a lot to figure out for the Brew Crew tomorrow. All right, let's hear from the manager. Craig Council. Yeah, I would prefer he didn't walk the guy before, um, but but yeah, I mean he he was lucky. He's just competing and battling and being careful in the right situations and um, and I, I you know he made a good pitch to Julio and got it in on him enough um, and got the job done. And, and those, look, those, you know, those extra innings when that man starts on second. I mean that's that's such a tough inning for pitchers. Um, it's 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 always a do or die situation being in extra innings and there's traffic immediately. Um, so it's you know it, it's it's from pitch one like you're, you're the game is on the line um, and and Bryce did a heck of a job. Any uh, immediate word on Garrett? What's going on with him? Um, yeah, I mean it's a right shoulder issue. Um, so we'll you know it, it's a situation he'll he'll fly back with us tomorrow. Um, and then we'll have to get him checked out by the doctors. Did he like yeah. ex- hyperextended on that? Yeah, I think he it felt like the the subluxing um, on the throw. Um, so um, yeah, we just we don't. I don't. That's all we know right now. Was it questionable that he was even going to go back out for that half inning after the dive? Um, he 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 felt good. Um, he he passed the tests. Um, so we we sent him back out there. But in in, in hindsight, you know. It, the one play that probably, you know, unfortunately, if, well, you, you don't know. I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, you don't know. Craig, how about the, just the way the bullpen performed tonight? Uh, I mean, Overall. you know, they, they, they've been great, and if they could be better tonight, if there's a better word for that tonight, they were. Um, just a heck of a job. Um, a whole bunch of guys um, delivering, delivering big outs and tough innings and putting up zeros. Um, and they've been wonderful, um, and they were again tonight. Yeah, Matt Bush, yeah, yeah, Matt Bush yeah. Really too. yeah. I mean, it, you know, Matt's, you know, we've set a pretty high bar this season so far. So it's, you know, Matt's given up a couple runs, and we're, you know, <laughs> which is normal, right? Um, but Matt's, you know, he's been there and he's done it, and uh, we need him. Um, and it was great to see him have a great inning. Uh, he put together, you know, punching out the side. That's that's a great inning. Colin had that. Colin had that one rough inning, but overall, did you get what you? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he, even in the rough inning, he just he, he got ahead of those two hit. To, I thought the batters were. It was Suarez and, and Raleigh, and he just, you know, he got ahead two strikes. And then the the hit by pitch, and then he and he left the ball down the middle to Raleigh. Um, just unfortunate, but he, he threw the ball well, and he and he settled down right after that, and and, and gave us um, a couple more innings, and did, did a nice job. Craig, on your bullpen again, when you came into the season, did you have a sense that this group could be this good, or did you anticipate maybe some more moving pieces early on as you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I I said that. 
you know what I what I thought is that I, we're gonna have to figure out who's pitching where. I think that's that was something that we have to do. Um, and, and we had a lot of got a lot of new faces. So you're you know there's you, you don't know completely what to expect. Um, but they've you know collectively and and because they've they've helped each other because the starters have done a nice job getting deep in games because their offense has supported them because our defense has supported them um they've pitched very well um and and in some ways it's not surprising um you know because i think we've we've been able to put them in the right spots um because of you know like i said starting pitching offense and and our defensive ability Get three hits from Christian and three RBI from Willie tonight. I mean, what did you see out of those two that kind of paced the Yeah, well, we did a really nice job against Gilbert the first three innings and, and made him work and made a good pitcher. You know, he, he was struggling a little bit with his command, um, struggling with his off speed a little bit, and, and we did it. We jumped on it immediately and did a nice job. Um, and then he, he settled in his last three innings and was, you know, we. we was very efficient, but uh, you know, at the top of the order, those are the those are the guys that uh, we count on, and, and they had big nights. Big nights indeed, and Willie's homer is the reason why the game went to extras, and they ended up pulling out without a hit in extra innings. Who cares how you do it, as long as you get the W. We'll relive the highlights coming up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get up! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. The Brewers looking to take the series against the Mariners in the first two contests at T-Mobile Park. And they started things off with a bang from Christian Yelich. Brings home the 3-2 pitch, and Yelich a high fly ball out to left. Racing back is Kelnick. Onto the warning track, he looks up. Bye-bye, baseball! Yelich leads it off with a home run. His third of the season, and the Brewers on top one to nothing before you can blink. Lane Grindle's call on the sixth pitch of the game. It was Yelich's fifth career leadoff home run off of Logan Gilbert. Now, Colin Ray on the other side. He was rolling through the first couple of frames, then allowed three runs, though, in the third inning. More on that in a moment. In the top of that third inning, though, the Brewers added more. Christian Yelich involved again. Runner Holtz, 2-1 pitch, line drive, left field corner, fair ball. It hits the grass. That one's rolling all the way to the fence. Yelich is on his horse. Around 30 comes, and there will be no relay to the plate. Willie Adamas, an RBI double. Yelich running like a gazelle scores from first, and the Brewers have a 3-0 lead in the third inning. It was the start of a big day for Willie Adamas, that call from Josh Maurer. So, Four runs would actually score in the bottom of the third inning against Colin Ray, but it would really be the only blip on his radar. He would go five strong and a no decision, those four runs in the third and a pair of strikeouts. Now we move ahead to the sixth inning. Brewers still trailing by a 4-3 score. Willie Adamas coming to the plate. Gilbert bringing home the pitch, and this is hit high and deep to right field. Back on it is Hernandez at the track. Tie ball game. Adamas with his fourth of the season, and it's for all here in Seattle. Then it became a battle of the bullpens from there. The Brewers certainly have had the edge as of late. They have the best bullpen ERA in baseball, under two after tonight's performances, headlined by the closer, the airbender, Devin Williams. He goes, the 2-2 pitch is a caught third strike. Fastball in 94th and knees, Devin Williams. Cold-blooded, 
gets this game to the 10th. It's 4-4, to four, Brewers and Mariners. Free baseball in Seattle. Both Bush and Williams would get three strikeouts apiece in this one tonight. Now, in the top of the 10th inning, the Brewers would score a run without the benefit of a hit. A double play scored their place runner. In the bottom of the 10th, a sack fly tied things up for the Mariners, but Bryce Wilson would get out of it. In the top of the 11th, the Brewers would get an RBI ground out from Willie Adamas, but that would be all. Then in the bottom of the 11th, with the bases loaded and two outs, and the young phenom Julio Rodriguez at the plate. Wilson ready the 1-0. Swinging a ground ball, hit right to short. Two hops, play to Damas. Underhand flip to second in time. Ball game over. Josh Mowers called the Brewers win it in 11. They leave the place runners stranded with the bases loaded. Bryce Wilson digs deep and gets maybe his biggest performance as a Brewer to date. 11 innings, 6-5. Brewers are now 13-5 on the season. We'll wrap up the show after this. Getting ready to say goodnight here. A few more minutes left in the show. I'm Dom Catronio. Looking ahead at tomorrow, a couple of lefties. Eric Lauer, Marco Gonzalez. Two guys that do it very differently. Gonzalez is not going to strike out the world. That has never been his thing. He's got 6 Ks and 10 innings this year. Five walks, though, as well. Uh, he had 103 strikeouts in 183 innings a season ago. Gonzalez is 1-0, a 4.22 ERA this season. Lauer bouncing back after a, a good outing, not a great outing, but a good outing against the Padres. He's now got a 5.28 ERA, recovering his ERA after the tough start against the Cardinals. Uh, the big thing to keep an eye on is the fact that opponents are hitting 293 against him so far on the young season. He's got a decision in all three of his starts so far, 2-1, and one, a 5-2-8 ERA. Game's first pitch will be at 3-10 Central Time. Our coverage will start at 2-35 right here on WTMJ. And just another reminder, no post-game show tomorrow, no Brewers All-Access tomorrow because of the afternoon game. And then the Bucks will be playing after the fact right here on WTMJ as well. And then Thursday's an off day, but don't worry. We've got Brewers Weekly on Thursday night at 8 o'clock. It's also available in the podcast feed after the fact as well. So hope you can tune in for that coming up at the end of the week. And then the Red Sox come to town to open up a three-team, nine-game homestand over the course of 11 days. Red Sox over the weekend. Then the Tigers will come midweek next week, Monday through Wednesday. Another off day the following Thursday. And then three more games against the Los Angeles Angels as this interleague stretch continues. By the way, just speculating right now, the Angels announced today that they were moving Shohei Otani's next start up to Friday, which would mean that if you count out five days out, he will pitch then the following Thursday and miss the Brewers on the mound. Now, if you wanted to see Shohei pitch and hit in the same game, I understand. I kind of wanted to see it too. But selfishly and as a Brewers fan, I think you're also thinking like, okay, well, well, at least we only got to deal with his bat now. So it looks like, as of now, Shohei Otani will not be pitching against the Brewers in that weekend series in two weekends, but he obviously will be DHing in those games. So looking forward to that. And if you missed the announcement earlier today, too, Brewers announcing on Saturdays that they will be opening the gates 30 minutes earlier, so now two hours before first pitch, helping out with the flow, helping out with the giveaways. This week, it's the Yelly Tumbler, like a Yeti Tumbler. Get it? Ha, ha, ha. Uh, that'll be on Saturday. 
and uh, hope to see you guys at the ballpark for this big homestand. Welcome them home, hopefully with a sweep under their belts against these Seattle Mariners. What a road trip. I mean, if you would have told me, I had tweeted this actually during spring training, that the Brewers had the fourth hardest projected schedule to start their first six series of the year uh, based on projected wins based on fan graphs. They had the fourth hardest and they have an opportunity at the end of these six series to only lose one of them and go 14-5. and five. That is a heck of a start and a statement. And I am not counting out the Cardinals. I know they're in last place right now, but there is a lot, a lot of season to go in this one. So it's fun to look at now, but hey, it is still only April. Thank you so much to everybody who stayed up late with us tonight and enjoyed the show. Thank you, as always, to my co-host, Jeff Cirillo. Craig Kishan will be with us over the weekend. Again, no show for Wednesday's game. We're back on Friday. For my producer, Tommy Wirtz, I'm Dom Catronio. Keep on swinging.